0: W-R-K-S, Pickens, Jackson. We are good
1: to go with more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Alright, here we go. Hour number two. The show off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance staying connected to you because of Cspire, the number one network in Mississippi, Cspire, customer inspired. Check it out. I cracked the back of my Handy Dandy iPhone 12 Pro Max from Cspire. Cracked it. You yep. can even see that on the live screen, live stream. Now the phone works fine, but the glass on the back of this phone is cracked. And you're like, Matt, why don't you have a cover on it? Because I don't want to put a cover on it. And I used it like that for years. And I finally, I, I had it in my lap um, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, whatever it was. I had it in my lap in the car and forgot. And so I parked, and I opened the door to get out, and it went flying out of my lap, hit the ground. Bang! And so the front side of it's fine. This, The back is cracked. And I don't think that that is enough to... Enough of an excuse to go get a new phone. For me, I I don't know if it is or not. But I did happen to drive by the C Spire location in my hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi the other day, and I saw this special that they're running (laughs) on getting a new iPhone 14 with a trade-in, which has a better camera, which I love cameras. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, just a heads up, you might want to see what that deal is. Everybody wants the new thing. So check that out. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. Get those texts on in here on the Country Pleasing Text Line. The number to text, eight eight five three seven seven six. 3776 Got it? Another way to remember it, 885-ESPN. You can text me that way. I'll read them here on the show. If you're on the live stream, type in your comments. I've seen a bunch, read a bunch. We'll continue to do that. Now, I'm going to try something here that... Um, Let's see. Let's see how good this technology in this studio that I'm responsible for. I'm the one that's run all the wires and connected all this stuff. We're going to try to check in at the podium at SEC Media Days in Nashville with uh, Lane Kiffin, head football coach Ole Miss. Let's see if this works. Here he goes. There he is.
2: Thank you, Commissioner. Um, <clears throat> All right, so we're going into our fourth year here at Ole Miss, um, which has been a very exciting off-season for us. You know, really grateful to um, Keith Carter, Athletic Director, our Chancellor, uh, Boyce, for um, keeping us here. and. Believing in what we're building here and our and our Ole Miss fans in the city of Oxford has been awesome. So excited for this fourth year coming up. You know, to recap, we we were on a really good run. Um, I'm not going to say a great run because we have extremely high standards. But you know, coming off the 10 and three season and really last year we were eight and one, and with the ball in our hands uh, to go down let want say the 14-yard line, first and 10, um, with a chance to beat Alabama, uh, to have a great home win and go to 9-1. and one. And so that was a really good run uh, for a season and uh, nine games there. And then I didn't do a very good job at the end of the year of keeping our team together. I think not as an excuse, but I set it up here a year ago, you know the challenge is when you have such a roster overhaul and so portal heavy. And I've said I've always been concerned about culture issues when you do that because you don't have kids that have been there very long. So, um, and I said one of those challenges, even if you look at the NBA when they put together these good free agent teams, is if seasons don't go great, it's very hard to keep keep everybody playing at a high level because the expectations were so high. So I think down the, down the stretch there um, after the Alabama game, um, I didn't do a good enough job of finding a way to keep our guys playing at a high level because we did not play to our standards at the end of the season. So excited about this season coming up. There's been a ton of change, you know, 40 new scholarship players. It's kind of the world that we live in. I think everybody's experiencing that more than ever on their roster. Um, and I think every place has their own plan, and every place does things differently, I would think, I have to speak for myself, based off of what you need to do at that place to win. There's not this blueprint that's everywhere uh, that would be the same everywhere, in my opinion, um, because you've got to figure out high school kids, Junior college kids and then portal kids, and um, where your numbers go there, and you know, with the relief from the 25 initial scholarship counters every year, uh, that gets more creative of how you can put your roster together. For those who are not familiar, before there used to be a cap there, so you could not have these massive roster changes that you've seen at some places around the country. <clears throat> also, Pete Golding coming in on defense. We're really excited about that change and um, what he brings. To bring him over from Alabama, have had known Pete and people that worked with him a long time. Um, he's ahead of the game, very intelligent, really great recruiter as well. So there's some transition there with a lot of new coaches and a ton of new players, um, and, and some that missed spring. Like Cedric Johnson, who's here today, missed the spring. So, this fall will be really important for us in all areas, but especially on defense, of putting all that together um, to play good defense. You know, some topics here that are out there, and, you know, so I'm gonna address the portal NIL. what I kind of call disaster that we're in, and so I know that question is going to come. And the reason why I break that down usually is because I do afterwards get a lot of feedback from you guys in the media um, or fans that they're appreciative, you know, of coach that really addresses where it's at and what are the challenges with it. So, um, first off, I've always said I think it's phenomenal that players get a chance to get paid. Um, which is great. I do think, which I've stood up here and said before, when it first happened, that there's gonna be some major issues and we're creating free agency um, with the portal. And with NIL, um, you've got a lot of pay for play going on and that is what it is. So, you know, those two things combining, there just is not a a system uh, in place. And I don't think that there's, Any other sports at any level uh, that are like this that really you every year can opt into free agency really twice a year and I mean I was just thinking on a plane right over here what if you had that in other sports you know Tom Brady Asia Wilson Lionel Messi LeBron James what if every year those guys can opt into free agency twice a year really and they had no long-term contracts basically everybody's not even on a one-month contract because they can leave in two windows. So um, it's just created a lot of issues. And these roster changes, and I'm not complaining about it because we take advantage, obviously, of of free agency. But at the same time, I don't think that's really good for college football. These massive overhauls of rosters every year um, really is not in the best interest of college football. And then, when you add the NIL at the same time, you know, we've created, I've said it before, we got different caps and no luxury taxes. So now we got professional sports, because that really is what we are, um, what's been created now. And there's no caps on what guys can make or what teams' payrolls are. So when this first came out, it said, all right, basically, whatever programs have the most aggressive boosters with the most money are going to get the players. And now we're adding some states that now you don't have to follow NCAA and now the university can take their money and give it to the collective to give to the players. So now we really have pay for play that the biggest schools with the most donors, most aggressive, and the school wants to spend the most money Paying the players for, pay, for play to come to their school is where we're at. So there's kind of your State of the Union on the situation of what all coaches are dealing with around the country. Um, and really, a, a poor system that that isn't getting better now is going to get worse with this. Because again, now we just <clears throat> look at recruiting rankings, and you're going to see that they usually are going to follow this you know, donor base and what schools are going to decide to give the most money to the players. So is what it is. We'll deal with it like we do with everything else, but somehow it's got to get fixed um, because there's no system around it. <coughs> so, All right, I'll pause just for
1: a minute right there. Um, we'll just pause it just for a minute. As we uh, kind of consume that, I'll come back to a little bit more from Lane Kiffin in just a minute. Interested in your thoughts on that? You, you heard what Lane Kiffin just said at Media Days. Um, it's very matter of fact. I, I would the things that he has said they're they're very plain and they're very clear and they're they're just so matter of fact, so obvious that it leads you to wonder: Okay, does anybody really disagree with anything he said? I, Surely not. I, I, if they don't, then, then why is he so, last year in, at Media Days, in other interviews, in this Media Days, why is he so willing to just go out here and lay it out, which I, I appreciate it so much from him? Why don't other coaches do that? Why don't other people do that? You know, like when we heard from Greg Sankey earlier in the week, I don't have a problem with anything he said. He was framing the situation, you know, basically from his perspective as commissioner of the SEC and as a higher up in, all, in the broader spectrum of college athletics. But why wouldn't he just say, you know, we basically have pay for play. We got schools out here now that's like they got laws that actually allows the school to pour money into a collective to make sure they have enough. And that takes the relief off of the fan base constantly having to draw from their monthly donations. Well, if that's the case, why aren't we just talking about this stuff more matter of factly? You know, the other thing is, like a coach like Kiffin, if he's out, you know, obviously stating that you got collectives. You even have schools in some states that are they've got a law now that protects the school where they can the school can pour money into the collective to just pay the players. Okay, and that will be reflective in the recruiting rankings. Then why does it? Why does the collective media world, that's the wrong word, why does the whole media world still use the words NIL? Why are we even calling it that? You know, occasionally we have a marketing deal with some big, huge star in college athletics like a Bryce Young or the running back at Texas or whatever, but those are like 2 out of 10,000 players. <laughs> and the rest of them are all getting paid, and it's all pay for play? Why are you calling it NIL? It ain't nothing to do with NIL. So it is some more convoluted uh, for sure. I got a text here on the Country Pleasing text line. It says, for someone so critical of the portal, Lane has surely taken advantage of it. He said that. That's the thing about it. He said it. He goes, you know, these are the facts. Sweet it is. He said, I'm not being, I'm not complaining. He says, because we take advantage of it too. But then he stepped back and he goes, I'm just saying, I don't think this is good for the overall sort of product of college football long-term. He's in a position as a head coach right now. you got no choice but to jump in a boat and head down the river, you know, the Rapids with everybody else, or else you're left on the bank. Uh, he really didn't have a choice. He's just saying overall, I don't think it's a great thing. Blitz texts the show and says, on the country, pleasing text line, Lane has never shied away from saying exactly what he thinks about something. I've always respected that about him. Blitz, isn't that something? Think about this, Blitz. You and I have lived long enough to reach a point, not in just like world society, but in, I'm talking about Southeastern United States society, where someone who says matter-of-factly, practically, what they think and doesn't sugarcoat it is highly unusual. We've lived long enough to see that point. I respect it about him, too. Think about how fortunate we've been, Blitz. Me and you state people respect the heck out of Lane Kiffin for taking that approach. Ole Miss people respected the heck out of Mike Leach for taking that approach. We've been really fortunate. Um, On the live stream, Richard commented on YouTube, says, I'm glad Kiffin went there. Props. Blind squirrel sports. Neckties are useless. I agree. Apparently, hairbrushes and combs are too. But I mean, hey, <laughs> who am I to talk about that? I have no use for either one of them or any three of them. Uh, somebody commented and said he's not wrong. Sven commented and said, I think Coach Kiven has a good point. The NCAA will think, about twi- think twice about NIL and the portal. But yes, yeah, RLD said 100% accurate. He's a diehard Bama fan. Will. State fan said, I really appreciate his upfront and frank address of the situation. Respect for Lane. So I, I appreciate it too. All right, more of it. Let's go.
2: I went through a class and I know at first and may think, well, people may think, okay well that's a good recruiting tool that you can say, Hey, which i didn 't even know at the time we're the first staff to do this you know that 's trained in mental health and um, be able to say that to parents in recruiting. That was not the motive at all. it really <clears throat> When I talk about you know creating a new box, not just thinking outside the box, we do that in analytics. We do that in all areas. I feel like in our program, we don't ever do anything because it's in that old book of how to coach and how to do things. In this mental health area, it really was not in that old school coaching book at all. You know, it was just hey, shut up and go practice and play, especially in the sport of football. So. Um, just over the years of going through so many mental health issues with our players and coaches and not having tools and not having a really good system in place um, besides just sending them you know across campus um, you know to to a mental health specialist so I was excited to do that and just excited for the education with that and the ability to see things and help our players. Um, is really neat because they just go through so much players always have but now because of the social media and every play um everywhere everybody's seen every play our players go through a lot i mean i remember their kids and they read all of those things when fans or media or say this play and they lost the game and um it, it's really challenging when you talk to the kids about how much that wears on them um as well as all the Other issues they have to deal with, so that was pretty neat. And with that, I'll open up for questions. Thank you.
1: Uh, We'll stay with it here for a question or two. If they'll hurry up and do it, Jake Thompson, you Ole Miss spirit, uh, laying the penalties and the end of the
2: Tennessee kind of investigation. With all that came out this past week, obviously your history with that program and other programs, that kind of going through those penalties. Just your thoughts on, on that overall. But I didn't take long. Um, I got a lot of thoughts on. That case and the case of USC and the case of Tennessee and the penalties and all that. And I'm not really going to get into that. Um, we're here to talk about the Ole Miss team. You know, happy for Coach Heupel. I read where he was ecstatic about the penalties and the $8 million fine. So that kind of <laughs> probably tells you about how severe the penalties are in their eyes. So, um, I'm happy for them that they don't have to go through what we went through. Um, so good for them. Coach, we'll go in the middle second, just to your right, second row. Lane, hey, Joe Goodman,
0: AL.com. I appreciate your candor on NAL. Um, you're the czar of college football. I, how do you fix it? And that's the natural follow-up to your State of the Union.
2: Yeah, I don't like You know, it's like I tell our staff, I don't like you and tell me the problems, but not the solution. So um, I feel like that in this one, um, that I don't have the exact solution because it is so complicated. And the commissioner, who's much more educated than I on these things, because I used to say they should be employees, so they can have real contracts. So when you come, you know, you can sign somebody to a two, three, four year contract, you know, and um, but there's way more issues. You know that solves one problem. I think he said, but then it opens up five, ten more when they're actually employees of a university. So um, I don't have the exact answers. I've always said, when asked, shorten the windows. um, So at least we know what your roster is, and and you know, not so not so many chances for players because really, I mean I don't. Like I said, I like the players get paid, but you don't. There's no other system like it. Like the player, I've told our players, I've told our our parents of our significant players. Like it is a great time to be a kid or a parent. Okay, with where college football is, I'm like they'll probably eventually fix this. So you will be this one window of a couple years where you literally can leverage your program every window and or you can go into you can go into free agency and find the most money out there and now we're seeing you really get paid three times if you want to. you can get paid coming out of high school you can one-time transfer go in get the most money get paid again then you can grad transfer and get paid again so uh, eventually you're not going to be able to do that i would think
1: that's um it is so true i mean and and i don't when he says there's nothing else out there like this, there's never been anything else out there like this. And there are so many fascinating angles and discussions on it. You go like, how did we get here? Well, it's because the sport grew and the conferences grew financially so fast because of the demand for it with the decline of any other television that the money ballooned into this big bubble and it didn't pop. It just started to... Everybody started to reach in there and go. Wait, the players don't get anything. Wait, the players can't even do a. Com- they can't even do a commercial. How is that? It'll balance itself out eventually, but it is pretty fascinating where it is right now. Players have, college football and basketball players have more leverage as a professional than anybody in the history of the world. I promise you. <laughs> Stick around.
0: fire is in
1: the hot. All right, back with you. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Your local hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. All over the great state of Mississippi and all 82 counties available to you. All the time. Around the clock. That means... When, God forbid, you have that fender bender at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. And you, you either got to get in touch with somebody or you need some help or you have a question. You just pull out your handy-dandy iPhone from C Spire and text your friend who lives down the road that you go to church with. That your kids play ball together or you know, your daughters are in cheerleading together, whatever it is. You text him or her on your phone from C Spire. And he texts you back and like, oh man, I hate to hear that. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry to text this time of night. And your local Farm Bureau agent goes, ah, it's no big deal, man. What do you need? And, or he shows up. And you don't have to wait until, quote, unquote, business hours on Monday morning and call some 800 number and talk to somebody three states away. It's just one of the many ways I frame it for you. I'm really tickled from time to time that I've got my mine, our family's insurance with, uh, with Farm Bureau. J-Rock, Texas show. He said, Lane Kiffin doing it right. You don't have to like pay for play or the transfer portal. But if you don't take full advantage of it, you might as well drop down to Division Two. He says, I wish Chris Limones had that attitude. <laughs> he says, but I'm still going to be patient and stay positive with the baseball program. and gave us a hail state. J-Rock, thanks for the text. And by the way, that picture you sent, uh, Jake, the other day uh, of, the, of the strawberry cake, I will buy one of those. It looks that good. Uh, now, Jim, I got a text from Jim on the country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage, the best. And it says, "I was thinking the university can't contribute to NIL." Thanks from Jim. Yes, I, you know, but but here's what Kiffin was saying, Jim: the NCAA's structure or clarification on NCAA, on, on NIL stuff. Is that, yes, it has to be separate from the university. It can't be a part of it. University departments, university employees, coaches, administrators can't give their money to the collective. You know, that's the NCAA stipulation. But what Kiffin was saying is, I think he was pointing to, you've got a bucket full of state laws in different states around the country that have been passed through state legislatures that have said the N C two A cannot come into the state of Missouri and investigate or punish any person or any entity for anything nil related. It's a state law. It's in Missouri. It's in New York. You've got them in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think you got it in Texas. I think you got them elsewhere too. I, I you know, I just there may be another state or two I'm missing. Is Arkansas in there? Anyway, those are some of the ones. And, and yeah, so in those states. It's like he's going, okay, they say you can't, but because of the current state law, those schools can. They can. The employees, it's nothing to even stop the coaches. I'm telling you, I've confirmed that. I've talked, I will not name them, I wouldn't dare name them, but I've talked to some friends of mine who are lawyers and very good ones. And i said, hey, off the record, just candidly, here's a scenario. A football coach making millions and millions and millions of dollars somewhere looks at the situation and goes, you know what? They're telling me I can do anything under the sun with the collective except give them a dollar. Legally, they can't do anything to keep me from giving my money to anything I want to give it to. It's third party from the university anyway. I'm going to give them $500,000 off my check. I'm going to give to the collective. There's nothing the NCAA can do legally to stop them. Both lawyers said, yep. You're right. They can't do a thing legally to stop them. Anybody obeying that rule is doing it voluntarily because they signed on the dotted line and said, I will agree to NCAA rules. But they don't have to. And the NCAA would not be able to do anything. So what he's saying is in these states that you've got state laws that say you don't have to obey NCAA rules with NIL, then these schools can give some of the, they can load up the collective and go out and buy a roster. So that's what, I think that's what he was pointing to. All right, let's head over to the phone. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. Means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. Right here at home at Divinity. Brandon, better known as Brando, on line one. What's up?
0: What is up, Matthew? How you doing? I am great. Hey, this may be about a 30-second call. Normally, they're like 10 seconds. But okay. All right. I hope the homecoming queen is doing better and Thank you. comfortable. Uh, but now, does she know that her pain is nothing like the pain in your butt from Beaver?
1: <laughs> I've, I've hey, not, I wanted to have talk not explained that to her, though. Uh, I will, though. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. I wanted to talk. I, I'm an Ole Miss fan and totally agree with what you said earlier, how candid Leach was. And Lane, if if you don't want to know an answer, a legit, candid answer, then don't ask.
1: Don't ask. <laughs> um,
0: because they're gonna, they're not gonna give you coach speech. That's one thing those two never did. But my question is, other than Georgia or Alabama, who's probably always going to be in the top in recruiting? But the other, the, the other teams like, uh, you know, Ole Miss and State. And I'll just use those for example. That that don't have that recruiting power, that do have the use the portal, but are, are consistently depending on the boosters to drive this money so they can pay these players versus a Texas or a Texas A&M, which millions of dollars come in the university, they don't, they're never going to have a problem paying players. But my question is, what if you have two back-to-back bad seasons? And these boosters just like look, I'm I'm not gonna send eight million to Ole Miss this year. Like I'm I'm not I'm not even going to the games because we've had two back to back lost seasons. Mm. I'm not giving any money. So a, versus a Texas or a Texas A and M, but I'll hang up and, and listen. Thank you. Love you, yeah. show.
1: Thanks, Brandon, Brando. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I mean I I do think you know you could see a scenario in some places where it shortens the coach's leech, leash leash. It shortens the coach's leash because, you know, there's a quicker trigger on firing somebody. Hey, we spent all this money on your roster, and you can't win with them. I mean, look at a and These coaches and agents are going to continue to try to get more and more guaranteed contracts. Make it harder, right? But, you know, another thing may be if something doesn't change and it continues to grow in the direction it's going to grow, you're going to look up one day uh, – Brando, you're going to have the NBA, which we don't mind the NBA because it's pros, right, where all the players have the names. The pro- players even make the money. It's not the coaches. And that, you know, you keep on. That's what you'll have in college. The difference is they won't be really pros. They'll just be young guys. <laughs> and and right now, a top player in college has way more financial Le- leverage in college football than he will ever have in the NFL, and that is including first-round draft picks. <laughs> it's just, it is, um, it's really something to see that we've gotten here. Hey, and and on that note, uh, there was a comment here on the, uh, on the live stream on YouTube from Will, and Will, I did see this. Will says there's an article on ESPN about a bill introduced in Congress today that's for managing name in July. It's calls for creating a non-government agency called the College Athletic Corporation that would have the power to settle NIL disputes. And and I haven't read all about it. I did pull the link up. I thought I'd see what's in there, compare it to the other stuff that's out there. And so we'll maybe take a look at that. I did want to bring this up. Totally non-related to anything we've been talking about. Yesterday, Kellum Clark from Brandon, Mississippi, announced that he's going to go ahead and sign with the New York Mets who drafted him in the later rounds of the Major League Draft and said goodbye on Instagram to Mississippi State. And I just wanted to point out that Kellum Clark provided one of the the most incredible sports moments that I have ever witnessed in person. I was standing there on a first base side at TD Ameritrade Park, the College World Series, game three of the title series against Vandy in 2021. And State was already up six to nothing with two on and Kellum Clark at the plate. And I have never, I can't to this day think about it, watch it, or talk about it without getting goosebumps.
0: Froze there. And there's Kellum Clark. This ball is to right center field and deep. Bradfield going back, looking up. See you later home run from Kellum Clark, and it's a blowout. Oh, hail State,
1: 9-0. When he hit that ball, the minute it touched his bat, everybody did what they did at Duty Noble the year or two earlier when Elijah McNamee hit that ball against Stanford. It went from here to Arms up immediately, everybody knew it was gone. And, and watching 25, 24,000, 25,000 state fans jumping around and screaming and yelling, the place went berserk because it was 9 to nothing, and everybody realized that's it. We've won this game. To Kellum Clark and to his mom and dad and brother and friends and family and extended relatives and everybody in Brandon, Mississippi, hear me when I say this. I hope he goes and wins 10 World Series in the majors. I hope he's a Hall of Famer at the end of his pro career. But as far as I'm concerned, I do not care about that as much as I do the fact that he is forever, with that that home run that he hit against Vandy at that moment, as far as I'm concerned, he is forever at the top, at the pinnacle of Mississippi State baseball. In college baseball, for that matter, it was the kind of moment that you, you know, for someone, if it's your team, you're the fan of that team, you may go your whole life and never experience something like that again. A goosebump moment, if there ever was one. Hat tip to you, Kellum Clark. I'm pulling for you all the way. Y'all stick around.
0: It's go time with a Matt Wyatt Show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi
1: way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you all set to wrap things up with you here on this, what is it, a Thursday? That's right. It is a Thursday. Yep, Kellum Clark announcing yesterday he's going to sign with the Mets and go ahead and Try to tear it up there. Will said, "Congrats, Kellum. Couldn't have won the big one without you. Go tear it up in New York." And we forget too. I don't forget, but it, Jason pointed it out on the uh, country pleasing text line when Kellum Clark hit that home run in Virginia in the Virginia game, it was eighth inning. State was down, I think, four to nothing. Was getting no hit. I think weren't they being no hit when he, when he tattooed that ball. Jason said, I was sitting mowing the yard with the game on my headphones. And I lost it to the degree that I scared my neighbor's dog as they were walking by. And she looked at me like I was a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Jason. And by the way, Jason, he's in Flagstaff, Arizona says earlier on the text. We were talking about the the comments from Kiffin, the very candid comments that I just appreciate his honesty so much on the state of NIL portal stuff. Jason said, I'd rather they call it pay-for-play, and I don't really care for it either way, but, he says, they need to do something about kids taking money that's largely funded from fans and then bolting six months later. That ought to be illegal, he says. Well, it sounds, Jason, like, well, again, there is a bill that has been proposed today, A bipartisan bill, you got congressmen from both sides of the aisle that are sponsoring this bill that creates something that maybe, or at least sounds like, they're trying to address some of that part of it. You know, again, does it solve it? Probably not. Bill in Madison says on the Country Pleasing text line, When Kellum hit that home run, I felt like I could finally breathe. I think that's how everybody felt. Made it 9 to nothing. You to hear it one more time?
0: froze there. There's Kellum Clark. This ball is to right center field and deep. Bradfield going back, looking up. See you later. Three-run home run from Kellum Clark, and it's a blowout. Oh, hail State,
1: 9-0. Heck of a moment. Uh, Trey sent me a text, and look at this. He sent me a picture of his golf club, the driver head, and it's just the head of the driver, not the shaft. It didn't have anything else in it. It says, Matt, it's a bad day in the neighborhood. Bought this driver at the MSU Golf Course Pro Shop in 2012. He says, yes, I should have already retired it, but it was still going strong till that last swing at Lake Caroline." The wife has been made aware of what I want for Christmas. Hashtag Hail State. Looks like an old Titleist driver like that 905R. I think I still have one of those around here, Trey. If you want it, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> Make me an offer. But I think that's what, you're, I think that's what you've what you got. I think I recognize that. Well, I'm sorry it broke on you, but yeah, man, the thing's 12 seasons and 11 years old. It's time for you to uh, upgrade. <laughs> Probably hit it five yards further, too. Uh, who knows? Probably will. Okay look, here uh, are the details. First of all, a tweet from Ross Dellinger citing us an article at Yahoo, and I guess maybe Ross is now contributing to Yahoo after leaving Sports Illustrated. Wherever Ross lands, they're going to kind of go to the top in terms of online written content and my Opinion as it relates to uh, college football. But this was early this morning. He said, so it's, this is recent. In a stunning alliance, Republican Senator Jerry Moran and Democrat Senators Richard Blumenthal and Cory Booker are partnering on an NIL bill. The draft sent to Yahoo standardizes NIL. Pre- this is huge preempts state law and protects the NCAA to create rules to enforce the bill. Now, if that is... uh, Okay, so it's in there. And And again, this is just a bill that's being proposed, but if something like that gets passed, then that's checking some major boxes. Namely, preempting all these state laws. it makes one standard for the whole country and then protecting the NCAA to be able to to rule on this stuff, to monitor it and, and, and rule. So I click on the, U, the I'm sorry, the Yahoo article here. Um, there's a lot there. I, I gave you kind of the major details in the headline. There is a lot there. I have not read every word of this. Uh, To give credit, Will mentioned on YouTube, he's watching on YouTube, that um, there's also an article over there on ESPN about it. Here's some of the stuff that Ross wrote. He said, it's a somewhat stunning alliance that has been cloaked in secrecy over the past several months. Such a bipartisan partnership could signal positive movement In the NCAA's pursuit of a federal bill to regulate name, image, and likeness, in a statement sent to Yahoo Sports, Blumenthal, one of the senators, described this draft of the bill as, quote, a milestone step forward for college athletes. They need a level playing field with guarantees of economic opportunities, educational outcomes, and essential health care. The College Athletes Protection and Compensation Act would set a national NIL policy, preempt most, if not all, of the state laws, and create an NIL database for transparency and even grants the NCAA authority to create rules, to enforce provisions. Okay, so we'll stop there. I'm not going to go into the gory details. Maybe I'll read over it tonight. We'll see you know what's out there. And then look at some more tomorrow when I've had a chance to, uh, to think about it. But, you know, again, Congress yesterday or two days ago, Sankey from the SEC said at the podium, The NCAA cannot solve this. It will require Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. There you go. All right, some text before we get done today. Jake from Yazoo texts the show. says, NIL tax evasion, fair labor laws, et cetera, is the reason the federal government will be involved. Ah, tax evasion, fair labor. Yeah. Above the NCAA's pay grade, sounds like it to me. Judy... Sent me a text. Has got a text last night from a friend in Katy, Texas. I'm sending you the picture she sent me. And look, somebody's got a sign in their yard from Katy, Texas. It says, Ole Miss Bound. They got the kids going to school at Ole Miss. Congrats. Gil in Denver, Colorado, Text the show and says, Long-time listener, first time to listen in live. Love what you do. Hail State from the Rockies. What's the temperature in the Rockies today, Gil? And what's the feel-like temperature out there? I'm curious to know. Bulldog Blitz Texas the show says driving through Tupelo today. Love this town. I can see why you live here. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I, I, I do pay property taxes because I have to. <laughs> but it is a really nice place to to live and grow up. And like a lot of, you know, like a lot of small towns. And like a lot of towns in our state. They are really nice places when you venture off into them and get off the highway. But Tupelo is a great place. Good schools, good people, good church. Um, great, phenomenal, phenomenal law enforcement. Great local government. Good people. Is that enough bragging on hometown? No. Uh-huh. Jason in Flagstaff says... Uh, Okay, and I'll get it for tomorrow. I've got it somewhere. I'm going to go back and get Jim Ellis's call of those Kellum Clark home runs. Jason, you have my word. I'll bring them to tomorrow's show. Okay. Gil says it's in the 80s today in Denver. Okay, well, it's pretty warm out there. You'll have snow in a month. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Brandon texted the show said, Greetings from Flowood. It's 117 degrees here. <laughs> I guarantee it is in a parking lot somewhere. I don't know, you know, what the feel like temperature is, but just a reminder that, you know, w- here we are later in July and in a couple of weeks football practice is going to start all around the state of Mississippi. And, you know, the MHSAA put that thing out a couple of weeks ago that said a new stipulation that if the heat index reaches 105, isn't that what they said, heat index? If it gets to 105 or above, you got to stop. You got to stop practicing, and that goes for cheerleaders and band and everybody. Jason and Flagstaff said the feds have to be involved because you got so many states that have deliberately passed laws to circumvent anything the NCAA tries to do. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some truth in that. All right, what a winding path we have woven here today, but that's been fun. got to check in on media days two hours ago we heard beaver's voice <laughs> it's my fault i've been talking for an hour and 53 minutes <laughs> all right thanks for tuning in everybody here in the bureau the farm bureau insurance studio farm bureau go with the home team for beaver i'm mad all of us here on the show let's do it again tomorrow same time same place see you then okay see ya!